Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the second quarter 2020 Von Nelson Select Recap. In the second quarter of 2020, Von Nelson Select returned a 25.95% gross and a 25.65% net. And that is against the S&P 500 at 20.54%, which brings the year-to-date returns to negative 0.44% gross and negative 0.94% net. And again, this is against the S&P 500 year-to-date return at negative 3.08%. And with me today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. And with that, Scott, I'll turn things over to you. Thanks, Dan. Um, obviously, it's, it's nice to get a bounce in the market after the first quarter. Uh, that, uh, that, that bounce we had came strong in April and, and then sort of slowed a bit, seemed to have bounced its head a little bit on June 8th, and we'll come back to that a bit. Um, as you look at the portfolio, uh, selection really drove the outperformance as it always does, but allocation was also a healthy, positive contributor. Um, I, think, I think what you see in the market is a response to very strong policy support, support rather, very swift policy support, uh, and, and some elements of hope from normalcy, you know, return to normalcy with respect to uh, COVID and, and all the concomitant factors that that creates. So when you look at the stock charts, you see the V shape that's been so discussed in the market. Um, and, and what really begs the question is, is where do we go from here? Um, getting pause on that subject and going to the portfolio. If you looked at, uh, at the stock market broadly, every gig sector was up in the quarter. Um, energy, consumer discretionary, and tech led the way. They all had healthy gains. Uh, staples and utilities predictably did not keep pace with that rally, but were, were also very favorable. Um, and most stocks in our portfolio really posted double-digit type gains. Um, there were a couple that didn't post a gain for the quarter, but by and large, if you looked at that quarter in a nutshell, you'd get really excited. Um, from an attribution standpoint, as you pointed out, we, we beat the market um, uh, as we hope to every quarter. Um, from a from a relative sense, Materials, communication services, and healthcare were the, uh, were the, were the strong points from a relative standpoint. Uh, we, we started the quarter with a, uh, with a higher than normal cash position given the risk that we, we were seeing in the first quarter, but we quickly put that to work. Um, our cash position now is, is back to normal levels, um, and so we don't see anything uh, very unusual with respect to, to the use of cash there. We did have a few changes, um, and, and that, uh, uh, that, that I think you can summarize by saying uh, there were four names in the portfolio that we sold partly to reduce some cyclical exposure. Um, uh, there were a couple of names that, that, frankly, just weren't performing the way that we hoped or expected them to, uh, to, to perform, and there was one name in particular where we felt like it was fully valued and we made our money, and so we, we cashed in the chips and moved on. Um, we only added three names into the portfolio as that volatility that we saw gave us a chance to improve the, the overall portfolio quality. Um, so we took advantage of the market weakness and, and found three high-quality companies that, uh, frankly, were oversold in the March sell-off. So that level of activity is lower than what we saw in the first quarter, but like always, when there's a, a volatility in the market, that usually presents an active manager the opportunity to improve the the overall makeup of their portfolio. And so we, we took advantage of that again in the second quarter, but it, like I said, it wasn't nearly as busy as it was in the first quarter. 
You know, turning to portfolio characteristics, the exposure continues to be consistent with our typical profile. We have high active share, mid-80s, I'd say. Um, valuation is attractive, perhaps a bit higher than normal and a little higher than the index. But that's to be expected with the higher earnings growth and the ROE that we see. Looking at the, the factors that contributed to the portfolio in the second quarter, uh, lower beta names, broadly speaking, uh, were obviously slower to perform. Um, but in the portfolio, that was offset by complementary industry exposure, which meant that we had a net positive exposure from a factor standpoint. Um, stock, spe stock specifics were twice the contributor as factors were, which means that security selection here again uh, was, was driving the alpha. Um, the, the primary detractor from equity performance, broadly speaking, was lower beta. And even though this portfolio has lower beta, as I said, the selection overcame that, um, and that helped us outperform. Uh, long growth and long volatility were positive factor exposures. Um, the, this, we, like I said, we started with a, a bit more cash than usual and quickly put it to work. Cash in an up market, obviously, is a drag on performance. That was a small but not really noticeable drag on the overall performance. Both sector and industry exposures were net positive, and they contribute about as much as the stock specifics did. Um, long technology, underweight financials and utilities, long consumer discretionary materials helped. Um, owning fewer staples, were, those were all positive contributors. Um, having a little bit more in industrials and healthcare didn't perform as well overall, so it was a relative drag, but there again, like I say, still positive contributors. So now looking towards the macro, um, obviously the market rebounded smartly off the March low. As you said, the S&P is down roughly 3% of the year. What's interesting is that the equal weight S&P is off several times more than that. And the buyback index, which tracks the, the, the securities that are heavily influenced by their stock buybacks, is also down a lot more. Um, this rebound has disproportionately favored the largest, most owned names. Uh, small cap and mid cap names are, you know, remain farther behind. And, you know, some of that disparity can be attributed to passive investing or share split offerings, et cetera, as cash was entering the market. But, um, we are keenly focused on looking at the fundamentals and owning uh, only the best names that meet our investment criteria. So the market sort of seemed to bump its head on June 8th. We're doing a lot of work to better understand that. Um, on June 8th, the turning again to factors, the high versus low momentum stock performance reached a low that it, that it hit several times in the past few years. It bounced right off of it. Um, the growth factor on that day was also at its cheapest relative to the value factor since 2018. Um, and the index, you know, met resistance on that day. And it's interesting to look at it, the index itself has had a hard time, whether you're looking at the S&P or the Russell 3, it doesn't matter. They're all having a hard time kind of breaking through resistance that it met on that day. Um, and so we, as I mentioned, have a valuation that's on a headline basis a little bit higher. Um, but we continue to like the growth profile of the names, really every name in the portfolio, um, and remain vigilant and keenly aware of those spaces where we have uh, maybe a higher multiple than usual. Um, I think it's important to point out that uh, we are watching um, cheaper cyclicals, looking for a window when, you know, they're, they're obviously cheap at the moment, but when they turn incrementally positive and the factors swing in their favor, we would be ready to harvest 
some other um, more expensive names in favor for the cheaper names. We've not yet seen that opportunity yet. We also, in the you know, in the value space, quote unquote, see risk, particularly credit risk, and a few names that uh, you know isn't often associated with the, the the value names, and so that leaves us with a positioning that has almost like a barbell aspect to the portfolio, where we are availing ourselves of attractive high return growth. We also have uh, inexpensive cyclical exposure, and uh, we are watching. Uh, with a keen eye, uh, moves in the credit market, moves in the currency market, and most importantly, um, the, you know, the, the more incremental shorter-term data with respect to economic shift, everything from rail car loads to passenger traffic, and you know, whether it's um, on airlines or, or um, intra-city, particularly heavily hit, particularly impacted cities, whether or not people are getting in their cars and going to the office or going out to restaurants, and looking at each of those for, for tells on the direction of the economy. The biggest swing factor, I think, going forward will be, again, coming from policy response and how swift, strong, and impactful that is, given that it's an election year. It's always a wild card, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. And always and everywhere, we are trying to compound at 15% and start by not losing client capital. It's... Uh, it's been a really interesting year, to say the least, from an academic sense. It's been less than fun, uh, like everybody else on the planet, to be cooped up at home. But it's amazing how that gives you the chance to focus. Um, and, and I will say from an operational standpoint, we're every bit as effective. We're getting meetings with companies. And in many cases, it, it levels the playing field for you know, a smaller player like us to have access to management teams and research providers to be able to get to information um, we're just doing it via Zoom calls and the internet and telephone calls as opposed to in-person meetings. Um, but thank goodness for the internet because we're fully, fully capable here. Um, I think that's that about wraps it. Did you have anything you want to add to that, Bill? No, Scott, that's that's great. And you know, this has been a, a quite the quite the second quarter of 2021. We won't seem to forget, but you know, really great job so far on on, on a year-to-date basis and. Um, we're looking forward to connecting again after the third quarter. Hopefully things uh, keep moving in the right direction for everybody. So thank you very much. Thank you. Look forward to it. You got it. See you now. Bye-bye. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.